FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 286 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable. That's right. That's right. It's all new, no more. No. Yeah. A sad day on the podcast. So sad. Yeah. But before we get to the end of all new Wolverine and continue our hunt for Wolverine. We do have some Wolverine news. Ooh, I like news. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> so... Uh, Who's listening to us this week? <laughs> no, that's not news. Oh. <laughs> and nobody. <laughs> no, um... Inspector, um... What was I going to say? Oh, so... You know, I speculated last week on what was going to happen after Hunt for Wolverine. Right. And so, you know, I th- think we did the math and determined that all the miniseries would end, uh, like, end of July going into August. Right. Okay, so at the end of August, there's going to be, you know, how there was a one-shot to start the, the whole, kind of, I guess, mini-events, if you will. Right. There's going to be a one-shot to end it called uh, Dead Ends. Which I think is an interesting kind of play on words because, you know, does it mean the end of Wolverine's death or does it mean that all these miniseries, like, they're not able to, to find what they're looking for? So it's an interesting kind of play on words. So it'll be written by Charles Soule, who wrote the the opening salvo and um, art by uh, um, this guy here. What, I forgot his first name. Ramon. Ramon Rosanis, who uh, is drawn our... Last arc on Honor Wolverine will be the artist. Okay. And then in September, we have the new Wolverine number one with no no credits attached to it as of yet. So no no writer or artist announced yet. Okay. But September will be Wolverine number one of some sort. If I was a betting man, I would put Charles Soule as the writer, and I don't really have any idea who the artist might be. Um, maybe it'll be Dave Marquez again. That would be nice. Um, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I'm holding my breath. For what? I don't. I want it to be good, but I, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on who takes the book and... I mean, there's still a lot to go in these miniseries to see where Logan even ends up or how he gets back to being Wolverine. So, um, a lot TBD between now and September. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely exciting, though, have a new Wolverine number one. Um, I don't know if we'll get, like, a new kind of variation on the costume or, or what, but, um, yeah. And I think oh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, they usually tweak it a little bit each go around. And I think by then we'll have already had at least one issue of X-23, I believe. I could be wrong on when that starts, but, but I think so. Oh, uh, 
It's a few months. Oh, no. Yeah, we will. Because it, it comes out July 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll definitely, definitely have it. Probably. Oh, gosh. We'll probably be on issue three or four of X23 by then. Proves I did my reading. That's right. <laughs> In case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. Um, that's our, our Wolverine news. I do want to. Checks off a real fire. Yeah, Aaron um, Ackerman sent me a, actually a lot of people, uh, Dan also on Twitter sent me a tweet about the new Wolverine number one. So, um, and it's funny because they didn't really announce it. They just, they announced the, uh, the dead ends and then at the very end of the little blurb, uh-huh. it's like one sentence that says, and how does this lead into September's Wolverine number one? That's interesting. Yeah. So they didn't actually announce the series yet, but <laughs> it's in there. So it's really interesting. But yeah, but thanks to Aaron and Dan and Georgie and everybody for making sure that I, I saw all the, the comics headlines today. But... Apparently, it's one of those kind of intentionally uh, worst kept secrets <laughs> because, you know, all the all your comic sites had articles about it by the time the day was over. So there was something. Uh, never mind. I was going to make a correlation to The Walking Dead, but. Oh, we'll do that later. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what you were going to talk about, but. There will be a piece of the conversation in this episode that I will mention as a new Walking Dead. Oh, I was just going to correlate that when The Walking Dead ended with somebody died because Negan hit him with a bat. And you had to wait like a whole till the next season to find out who Negan killed. Oh, oh right, right. So it was funny because, you know, a lot of people speculated that it was Glenn because that's how Glenn dies in the comic book. But it kind of got slipped that it was actually Glenn and right, yeah, Abraham. And so then, of course, they tried to play it off as because the leak, I guess the way they cut their Russian or their foreign trailer, people could figure it out because of the reflection in the blood pool. Interesting. Well, I guess it was the reflection in the blood pool had Abraham's dog tags. Okay. And so people were like, oh, it's... And then you could hear when you listen to it, Maggie yells, Glenn. Uh-huh. So people were like, hey, uh, we think it's two. And Walking Dead kept going, no, no. <laughs> uh. That's funny. But it was. But it was. Yeah. Those Russian hackers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ruining Walking Dead and American government. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, speaking of sad news, like our, our current political state, um, we have the end of all new Wolverine, um, which is very, very sad. But it's going to spoil right now. A pretty great issue. So let's talk about it. All right. So, all new Wolverine number 35, written, of course, by 
the amazing Tom Taylor. Art by Ramon Rosanis. Colors by Nolan Woodard. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And the cover is by David Lopez. On the cover, we have old Korean woman, Wolverine, um, on a stack of Doom bots trying to escape with baloney. Um, with very, a very faded color palette. Um, it's a fine cover. What do you think so of this cover? Okay, I'm sorry. Before I go into critiquing the cover, I need a continuity, I, or I have a continuity question. Okay. Does Baloney, is she like a porcupine? Well, she was in, in this story. Yeah, when we saw her in the S.H.I.E.L.D. prison and then again in the Latverian prison, she had spiny spines. Okay, but she doesn't on the cover. No, she doesn't on the cover. And Lopez may not have known about that story beat because when they originally, when he and Taylor originally designed Bologna, she did not have spikes in the original okay. story. That that was my other question. Yeah, remember was she was just pale with the white hair. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so something happened to her along the way, and they never, even in this story, they don't actually explain it. So. Okay, so just it's a madman mystery. Yeah, we're just we're just going with it because we don't really have any option. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean I don't really know why why she has the spikes or or what caused that or when it happened. Um, I mean I guess the only thing we had to play with is that this is an indeterminate amount of time in the future. So somewhere along the way, she she grew some some spikes. Yeah, I call that the the Madman syndrome. Okay. Because you know how when we watch Mad Men, it was like. Somebody would be married and have a kid, but they never explained like how it happened. Oh, right. And just there was a passage of time, and where some shows, comics, books, whatever, right, will start. Well, maybe they'll jump, but then they'll kind of flash back and fill in the gaps, right. And then some stories don't. Yep. Um, and this one it doesn't for baloney anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So there's also a really cool, really fun. Uh, Variant cover by Elizabeth Tork, which has Gabby in, instead of her classic Wolverine hoodie, she's in a Deadpool hoodie, and she's hugging slash restraining <laughs> Jonathan the Wolverine, who is a uh, Wolverine cussing. It's, it's a really great cover. Yeah, but I love his his cursing speech bubble. Yeah, it's like, you know, a skull and... Well, it, it's, a, it's like a red skull with black at and ampersand symbols so the middle of the curse word is stronger than the other curse (laughs) part of the curse (laughs) word right yeah it's like a a, a at sign exclamation points and yeah like you said a pound sign and yeah yeah that's funny and he just he looks so he's terrifyingly cute yeah (laughs) but i mean torque does amazing covers so no no big surprise there but um yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great cover. I you know, so usually, I, I mean I usually get main covers, but if I get a variant, it's because if my shop has it, I might grab it. My shop did not have this one. This is one of those few variant covers I might seek out. Yeah, and that's pretty rare that I do that. But, but it's so darn cute. Yes, it's it's a great cover. So. And actually, I mean, and nothing against, you know, we've had lots of high praise for David Lopez before. Nothing against him at all. But I don't know. And just this this 
normal cover doesn't really I don't know just not that exciting it doesn't really feel like the end of an era whereas the issue very much it does so I don't know anyway so remember um, our heroes are in the future they're trying to take down the last bad guy old man doom so old woman Laura and Gabby Wolverine and some assorted heroes have snuck into Biodome Latveria. And um, we start off with Gabby hugging a collapsed Laura saying, you promised you wouldn't leave me uh, in front of a rubbled throne of doom. Um, And in this case, we do flashback. I thought it was really interesting because we had that full page splash of Gabby holding Laura. And it's not full page, but the next page when we go back to an hour ago where we, our story left off, right. we have uh, Kate Bishop holding Maria Hill, like cradling her the same way. Yeah. So it's a very parallel kind of scene change I thought was really cool. Um, and Kate's like, <laughs> we need to bury her. And Laura's like, no. Well, I mean, not yet. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they hide her like in a closet. They kind of do. They find a secret passage. They throw her body in there. Um, decide to move on with their plan. I think it's apropos, though, because Laura says, we'll bury her when there's light. Like, when this is all done, we're not right. going to bury her in a strange place. Like, we're going to bury her where she needs to be. Right, and after they've accomplished her goal. Right. Right. So, so they decide they're going to use their ninja skills. I'm going to fight some more Doombots. Um, Wolverine is, is, she's taking charge. She makes a plan that everyone except for her and Carol are going to go after the prisoners. And she's like, Carol? And Carol's like, smash. And we get a great page of Carol and the uh, Doombot, which is being controlled by Wasp. And Wolverine um, just, just, going to town on Doombots and wrecking stuff up. It's pretty great. Um, but it, it kind of feels too easy. Maybe because it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, so so Carol gets shot out of the sky. Uh, some Doombots come. Gabby and Kate are like, no, let it play out. The Doombots are like, you're just a little Wolverine. Why do you think you can stop me? And he kind of shows her his trophies, including Molnir. We get a really awesome scene where she goes to try to pick up the hammer. I Do you know for a second, I was like, hmm. Oh, I thought she was going to pick it up. Yeah. I thought she was going to be worthy and grab the hammer and just go Wolverine Thor on everybody and take yeah. out Dr. Doom. And even Gabby's like, <gasps> Well, and I think it's funny because Gabby's like, wait. Wait, yeah. Like, and, of course, Laura tries to pick it well, up. Yeah, and the pacing of the page and the art. So we end with her kind of going to the hammer, and then the bottom of the page is her, a close-up on her hand, like trying to lift it. And then we turn to the next page, and she's like, damn. <laughs> well, and it's funny because Gabby turns to um, Hawkeye and goes, that would have been awesome. Yeah, which was exactly what I thought. <laughs> so so Gabby was the reader at that point. She's like, man, that would have been really cool <laughs> if if Laura had been worthy uh, and got the hammer up. Um, 
But they decide to continue to try to find Baloney as Laura's going to try to take out Dr. Doom. We get an awesome, like, sparky snicked. That's really, really cool. Um, and then a shink. Yeah, she decapitates a Doom bot. When that she, she thought was Doom. Right. Yeah, but she was wrong. But then Old Man Doom shows up. And he decides, you know what? I can use your hot bod. Because my crummy old bod's falling apart. Even with all the advancements I've made, I've kept it going this long. I kind of reached the end of my rope. And this Doom reminds me of Star-Lord's dad in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Volume 2. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of looks, yeah, it looks a little bit like uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, oh gosh, what was that? Act- Pregnancy yeah. brain. Right. What was that actor's name? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so his plan is to move his brain. Or it also looks like Thor's dad. It does. There's a little bit of Odin going on here, yeah. too. Yeah. I like how his armor is even, like, chunkier and out yeah. of shape. <laughs> Man, I had to make this pipe a little bit bigger <laughs> right. and move it to the side. <laughs> Got to support this belly. Right, yeah. So his plan is to shoot his consciousness into Laura's body. And, you know, continue his immortality that way. Then we get a really awesome few pages of all the prisoners of Doom. Um, We have a different Captain America. I think it might be America Chavez, but they don't say. Um, We see an old rocket. um, Daredevil. Uh, We have Miles in a tattered uniform. Thor with his hand in his head. And then they find Baloney, and she's like, oh, I knew y'all would come. (laughs) So then we get this awesome, like, almost Jedi thing where we see, like, everything in laser colors. I wasn't sure, like, when I, okay, so when I got to the first section of this, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. But by the time I read through it and got to the end, I was like, okay. I get it. Like, I I finally get what they were trying to ascertain. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, um... Because they do a mind meld thing. Yeah. Because Doom is like, I'm going to take your body. Like, I'm going to put my mind in your body. And then he realizes, oh, poop. (laughs) That probably wasn't the best idea. Because Laura's feeling a shit ton of pain. Yeah, but then he also, we get the surprise that, oh, I'm dying. Yeah. he figured, you know, Laura, healing factor. Lives forever. Perfect body, nothing can, can stop her. Right. He wasn't prepared for the wild card that she was also dying. And so now, do backfires. you think he just wanted a, you know, like a Freaky Friday, like girl's body thing so he could... Don't even finish that. Um, Just wondering. No, I think he just wanted the powers. Okay. He wanted the younger body, the body that can heal and age slowly. and But then when he realizes she's dying, he's like, oh, wait, stop the mind meld. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. But he's out right as Laura has killed his body. Yeah, with the foot claw, just for Dan. Gross. Yeah, right through the gullet. Actually, I guess the stomach. But um, she's like, no more doom. Great little page there. 
as she's being held by giant doombots. And then someone picked up Thor's hammer, probably Thor, um, and threw it through Doom's head, uh, or Doombot's head and Captain America's shield as our heroes have been set free and they go get Laura. Free at last. Free at last, yep. And they free Latveria, too. The biodome goes away. Everyone gets sunshine. Gabby's like, all right, well, you're not going to, I'm not going to let you die. Yeah, like, we go back to the where we were at the beginning. Right. Because Laura's like, it's okay. I'm content for it to end here. We made the world a better place. The heroes won. Now I get to watch the sun shine on the last dark spot in the world. And Gabby's like, oh, beep that. Yeah. <laughs> F I love that. Gabby. Like, that's all great. You make it sound all noble and heroic, but you know what? We got all the heroes out. Everyone's free. We're going to find the top scientists, magicians, whatever. We're going to cure you. You still got a lot to do. And that's kind of where we end up. I love that everyone's smiling and walking off happy. And then behind Gabby and Laura is Rocket just scowling. They had to fill in that little negative space. <laughs> right, with a negative attitude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what did you think of the art? Well, can I be honest? Sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll disagree for first time in a while. I was more excited about the preview of X-23's <laughs> cover than I was about the art in this book. Okay, fair enough, I guess. Although I can't tell if she has like a weird tattoo on her neck. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, the, don't get me wrong. I like the art overall. There were a few things that... Just weird things. Like, I, I don't like... Baloney being a porcupine. I don't know why it bugs me. It's not me. badly drawn. I mean, no, it's not badly drawn. It's just I don't, I don't like it, and it throws me off. And then Laura has these weird cuffs on her hands that she didn't have in the last issue. Um, I don't know about that. I think she might have. I don't remember them. No, I thought she did. They just remind like. It, yeah, I just want them gone. <laughs> um, but overall, I thought it was... There wasn't any one thing that made me go, this is awful. Interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, really loved Wolfie Award winning Nolan Woodard's colors. Lots of green, which can sometimes be hard on the eye, but I thought he pulled it off really good. Um kind of gave this green hue to Doom's Latveria, which makes sense because everything Doom does is green. Um, right. Yeah, so I thought the colors went really well. I, I actually thought Rosanna's art was really, really good. Um, it displayed the proper emotion. Um, yeah, so, so I definitely liked it more than you. Um, well, okay. You may, you're making it sound like I absolutely hated no, it. No, no. You I thought it was okay. Which yeah. Is, yeah. And okay. I thought it was great. So that's there's a difference. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do you think of the story? Either of its own volition or as the end, and maybe and those maybe two different opinions. 
Yeah, okay. So let's talk about it as an end. As first? A, yeah. Well, I'm talking about as a story first. Well, as a story, I think it's an okay ending. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me, <laughs> you know wait, that, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> not backwards. <laughs> no, I... As the end of an of a story arc, I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, you notice they leave and they don't have Maria Hill's body with them. Well, they haven't left. They're just walking okay. out of the palace. Right. Yeah. I just. No, they kind of forget. She kind of gets just dumped in the secret passageway, and who knows what happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Okay. So, as an end of a story arc. I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's bad. Okay. Like, I'm just kind of neutral on how this one ends. Right. Because there is a resolution. You know, Doom dies. The little city is saved. Yay. Laura Yay. decides she's not going to die in a pile of rubble. She'll probably die, like, on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, it, it's it's an okay ending. I don't okay. love it. I don't hate it. It's just right. okay. Now... As the end to a book, it was awful. Okay. I I didn't like it. I don't feel like... I feel like as a viewer, I'm left with, well, she's still dying. Like, where is she going to go die off to? I mean, she did... She, she crossed off her bucket list. So now she can be at peace with wherever she dies. But... I don't feel like there was a hero's death in well, any she's of not this. Dying. Right, but but she is dying. No, but they're gonna save her. They're gonna go get all the best of the best and and heal her. Uh huh. But didn't Laura already go through all of this? Didn't she talk to people and they say that due to whatever she can't be healed? I don't know. I I. I'm having weird microverse flashbacks where Logan no. was... No, I'm serious. <laughs> Listen to me. Where he goes and he sees Beast and he sees Strange and he sees all these people and he's like... You gotta like flip the healing factor back on and they're all like, I can't help you. Right. Anyway. I don't know. I just... I didn't like it. Okay. Well, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was a great way to let Laura's Wolverine character ride off into the sunset without Laura actually riding off into the sunset. Which is kind of what's happening, right? Uh, Metatextually is that Laura is coming, there's an end of the chapter of her being Wolverine, but her story's not done. And I thought it was a nice parallel. Um, I thought the interplay between the characters was fantastic. Um, it was funny, it was emotional, had some good action. Um, Maybe that's the part that's bugging me. The fact that it was so far in the future. Well, but he wanted to tell us, he wanted to tell like a last Laura is Wolverine story, but wanted to do it in a way that wouldn't mess up whatever editorial was doing. And so the way you kind of get around that is tell a possible ending, right, in the right. future. And then he can still hit the emotional beats that he wants to as a writer to end this chapter 
but he doesn't put Laura in a place that the next writer can't progress. So, I think it's a a nice little kind of way to to write the character. And we got to see Gabby as Wolverine, which I thought was fun. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. So, I guess what's great, this book, and then we'll... We'll give some final thoughts on the the series overall. Okay. So when are you going to grade all new Wolverine number 35? I'll give it four out of six. Oh, okay. I I don't want to give it a three because I feel like it was slightly better than a three. But I don't feel like it was all that great. So I'm just kind of half and half. Okay. But I I don't want to give it a half and half grade because it was a little bit better than that. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it five out of six claws. Not okay. quite to to perfect level, but I thought it was a really kind of sweet way to, to come full circle on the characters that Tom Taylor introduced. So we get a resolution to Baloney kind of being saved and not just being out in the in the dark. Um, you know, we see Gabby kind of grow up and the relationship with her and Laura. But, I mean... I'm with you. Having it in the future does take some of the weight out of it a little bit. So I don't think it's perfect, but, but I think it's a very strong five out of six clause for me. Okay. Now, if you want to talk about the series overall, from one to 35, I haven't, I don't have a spreadsheet. I probably should. I, I bet you, I bet you John Wilson has a spreadsheet <laughs> where he keeps like his thoughts on all the comics he's ever read. So I don't know for sure what we've graded all 35 issues. I'm pretty certain that if I were to go back and listen to our episodes and write down the grades, that the majority of them are fives and sixes. I would tend to agree with that. You know, with with some fours, and I think maybe the lowest we ever went was a three on one of them. Yeah. Um, And so I think with that in mind, I don't know what that would average out to be, but I think when I look at the whole series... From 1 to 35, and the scope of the story, and, and Tom Taylor's growth as a writer. Um, you know, for the last few years, this has been consistently one of my favorite books on the shelf. And you would think that'd be obvious, right, on the podcast that goes snicked. Right. But it's, it's not a given. There are no. times There are times in the Wolverine books are not my favorite books. How, how many times have I shared my disdain for old man logan (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah but even like the main wolverine when 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 there was not laura's all new wolverine and there was just a regular wolverine there were times when even when i liked it it wasn't always my favorite but this book has always been like in my top three i mean pretty much month in and month out i mean this book thor um you know, it's right up there with my favorite books. Um, so I think looking at the whole 1 to 35 arc, like I'd be willing to throw a, a 6 at it. Yeah. So for me, looking at the overall arc. <sighs> Maybe a 5 is more realistic. But you know, I mean, if it, if it was perfect, I would have given them all perfect scores. But looking at it as a series, it's pretty pretty darn close. Sorry, thought I heard Ollie. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. 
um, for me as a series. So I just want to kind of touch on a few things. One, what I, and granted, they had 35 issues to kind of delve into different aspects. So I liked Laura as a superhero um, and as a superwoman struggling with the dating life. Yeah. Um, and had that relationship with Warren for a while. Yeah, and so like from a from a woman's standpoint, so she's had a boyfriend, she struggled with a relationship, she found out she has a sister, she kind of became a single mom. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Um raises her in a sisterly and yet motherly way. Um all the while not giving up her own values in and still growing as a as a woman and as a person you know she gets into a situation and it's like okay i know that gabby's my sister but i need to do what's right for her so she kind of steps into that mother role but then she also grows as a person and says we're not going to do this because that's not who we are and i can't remember what issue that was what is she? I don't know what you're referring to exactly, but um, if it was or not, but that Deadpool issue. Yes. Yeah. And so. Or one of the Deadpool issues. There were a few. For me, um, I love this book, not just for me, but for young women. Yeah. Because it does touch on, you know, you can be a strong woman. And you can be in a relationship and you can struggle in that relationship. You can be a strong woman and be in a kick-ass sister for, you know, Ethan being... S- right. <laughs> well, like, yeah. you know, it's funny because I, I don't know if you get it. I get it a lot, especially when I, you know, I'm at, I'm at ball games by myself. You know, when you're watching Ollie and I take Ethan... Or I take Ethan somewhere and they say, oh, how many kids do you have? And it's like, well, you know, right now we have two. I have an almost 12-year-old and a two-year-old. And they look at me and go, wow, you <laughs> waited a long time. Or, whoa, kid number two, an accident? <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, whatever. You know, and one person goes, oh, I feel sorry for Ethan because he has to put up with a little kid. And it's like you know what, Ethan's a kick-ass big brother. Like, he loves the role of big brother. Yeah. And I'm I'm never worried about him going, ugh, Oliver, you know? <laughs> but I love that this book touches on that relationship. You know, Laura's a big sister, but she kind of has to make some decisions like what's best for Gabby. And Ethan does the same thing. I'll notice if I say, Ethan, can you watch Oliver while I, you know, hop in the shower? When I come out, he'll be like, Oliver, don't do that. So, you know, he's making decisions like what's safe for Ollie to do and not do. Um, but just, <laughs> I mean, I hate to get on the feminine high horse, but I just love this book. Yeah. For, she she doesn't have big boobs. <laughs> you know, right? Only every once in a while was her outfit a little. Mm, 
we've gone a hair too far. Yeah, I'm worried about that in the next book. But that's yeah. A, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, there there was. There was a level of modesty. There was a level of dignity. And that's what I truly enjoyed about this book. Well, and realism. She wore yes. a costume that fit what her character was doing. Right. There weren't and then any Gabby weird was just in a sweatshirt. Like, I mean, really. Well, and that's what I I think I enjoyed the most about it is, you know, Gabby had a sweatshirt on, that like, I want, by the way, if anyone ever sees it. <laughs> well, like, Gabby wore leggings and a hoodie. Yeah. Okay. That if Ethan and was a girl. Pads. Yeah. If Ethan was a girl, he'd wear that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And now he just wears a dry fit pants and a hoodie. So. <laughs> yeah. Like every day, but <laughs> guys, <it> every day, <laughs> <laughs> like we have to make him wash his sweatshirt. <laughs> no, I just it just magically appears in the wash when I'm doing laundry. Oh no, I tell him, dude, it's no. I grab it off the door and just throw it in there. Oh, yeah, you you miss the morning conversation sometimes when you go to work because he'll grab his sweatshirt and I'll go, oh, dude. This weekend, it gets washed, <laughs> and he'll go. I get, I get cold, and I'm like, Psh. for it to be that stinky, you're not cold, right? <laughs> yep. No, oh, teenage boys are almost teenage boys. Hormonal. Pubescent. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. No, uh, I guess final thoughts. Just really, really gonna miss this series, and oh, I'm so sad. I know that I'm sure X-23 will be good. It has a good creative team uh, with Tamaki and Cabal. but And, you know, Laura and Gabby and hopefully also Jonathan will also be in X-Men Red for a while with Tom Taylor still writing them. And they've already been great in that book. So hopefully that will continue. I guess that's the part that I struggle with and hope doesn't happen. I hope that Jonathan doesn't go away. Right, yeah. Or Gabby. Like, yeah, I don't or want... Or the Pelican. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> any of that to go away. Right. And that, that's the, that, that to me, is the part that's harder to squeeze into a team book because, I mean, it's hard to take those little timeouts when you have that big of a cast of characters and say, hey, look at what the Pelican's doing. Whereas when your cast is two characters, it's easy to have Jonathan running around. and Right. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Jonathan will get his own book. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be the Jonathan and Gabby book. <laughs> I would do. I would do a Honey Badger solo book. I'd read that. It'd have to be done well. Yes, it would. It has to be done very well. But I mean, any book would have to be done well, I guess. Right. So, all right. Well, I guess that's enough lamenting of all new Wolverine. Um, Enjoyed it while it was there. We'll miss it, and we'll give the next round of books a chance. And you know, we're gonna keep reading, keep talking about them on the podcast. But um, this was a very special few years with this book. So if you haven't been listening to us talk about it, or, or especially if you haven't been reading along, I would highly recommend you know getting these off. Comixology or Marvel Unlimited or, or the trades or try to find a stack of them on eBay or something but but all all 35 of these should be read by any Wolverine fan and you know if you're one of those Wolverine fans that kind of maybe checked out when Logan died I w- would strongly encourage you to revisit that 
idea. Um, very different. I mean, Tom Taylor really took this in a different direction than Logan would have ever gone, but it was a very, very good book and still very much a Wolverine book. And that's going to be the hardest part for me is because she earned being Wolverine over these 35, I mean, way before issue 35, but for sure, you know, over the course of the series, earned being Wolverine. And going back to X-23 is going to take a little bit of getting used to for me. Um, you know, I've said it before, I won't beat a dead horse. I, I want Logan back. Right. I just wish they could have had a different dynamic for a while. I understand from Mark and... Well, anyway, we, we've talked about that ad yeah. nauseum. I won't... We'll dive back into that, but I don't know. What's your What's your last thought on All New Wolverine? Same as yours. Okay. It's just, it's hard to see it go. It's sad, and I hope her character doesn't become the opposite of what she's become up to this point. Yeah, I really hope not. I really hope not. Because I'm going to be really, really vocal. <laughs> Right. And might have to get on Twitter and bash people for ruining basically my favorite character. <laughs> there you go. And trust me, I will. Yeah, she will. All right. Well, it's time for our next number one in the hunt for Wolverine. Shh. I'm hunting for Wolverines. Hunting for Wolverines. Um, we have the claws of a killer number one. Okay, what do you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So this is written by Mariko Tamaki, the upcoming X twenty three writer. Uh, penciled by Butch Geis, inked by Cam Smith, colors by Dan Brown, not that one. Um, letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And the cover is by Greg Lange, Jay Shesson, and Frank Diamarda. Now, on this cover, we have three bloody Wolverine claws, and jumping at them are Lady Deathstrike, my preferred short hair Sabretooth, and Dokken. What do you think of this cover? I like it. I don't love it. So I think I'm going to give it an A for concept, but a C for execution. <laughs> okay. I don't like Death Strike's hand. Like, I I actually can't tell if she's palming up or palming down oh. on the backhand. On the left hand. Yeah. Yeah. I Something's wrong with that pinky claw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I guess it could be why she twisted her wrist and that's a thumb but I don't think so I don't yeah I think it's like this like you're seeing the palm yeah and in that case that pinky's broken <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you know it kind of is on the other hand too if you really focus on it yeah so anyway I, I have an issue with that I have I really like Greg Land's Sabretooth in general. He refuses yeah. to do the long hair, which I like. Um, I don't necessarily love professional wrestling Sabretooth. Um, I know a lot of people do, and that's cool. Just I like it more classic. Well, what I kind of 
So the one thing that I do like about this cover is so is Wolverine's claws make it look like they're in jail. Like they're kind trying yeah. to like, Bust no, out. yeah. I can escape the legacy. And I think that that's why I'm giving it an A okay. for concept, but it's just, it's not, I'm not digging it. Right. So I will say coming in when we, when these books were announced, conceptually this was the one I was most worried about um, I mean the idea of, of Deathstrike, Sabretooth and Dokken I mean three very you know tough characters trying to go kill Wolverine didn't necessarily appeal to me I wanted to give it a shot because I really like Mariko Tamaki um, you know she is coming up on X-23 but also had a great run on Hulk with She-Hulk, well, that was really, really good. And then, of course, Butch Geis, um, the last thing I remember seeing him in was a Black Panther and the crew. But I mean, he's been doing comic art forever. And he's a pretty solid artist. So I thought, okay, well, maybe it doesn't sound that cool, but I really like the creative. So maybe, you know, it'll, it'll go in a different direction. But um, I guess we'll we'll talk about it and see what we think. What do you think of the logo? The, eh. the closet, yeah, yeah. So killer has like scratch marks to do it, claw marks. But um, yeah, it's kind of kind of on the nose. Um, it may be a little too on the nose. Yeah. All right. Well, where do we start off on this one? So, man, can I summarize this in a sentence? Sure. Wait, wait. I'll, let me try. Okay. Logan comes back to life and starts The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we know what happened. We know we solved it for Robert Kirkman. It was all Wolverine's fault. That's all right. All Logan's fault. Um, right. <laughs> all right. Why don't you fill in a few of the gaps on our way to that last page? <laughs> so we're in... Maybell, Arizona, uh-huh. population 343 and Plus one, one wolf. wolf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that how you read it? Yeah. That's how I read it yeah. too. I was like, population 343 and a wolf. <laughs> we're one week ago and we're at a weird gas station slash right. bar. With a bunch of rude people. Man, are they rude. They are <laughs> bitching about some Everything. game on TV. Yeah. And then the power goes out, and they're like, damn it, it's out again. Do you remember the slushy incident of 2000 and whatever? Uh, who cares? Yeah, 2016. So, do, <coughs> two guys go to the power station to see what's going on. Notice that there's claw marks, but they don't think they're claw marks. They think the doorknob froze off, but it's 60 degrees outside. So, they go in there and go, hey, Larry. And then all of a sudden, I'm assuming it's Larry in the chair dead. Mm-hmm. And here's Wolverine. And they go, holy, who the hell are you? And we get a snicked. And then... And two dead guys. Two dead guys. <laughs> yeah. With Maybell installation complete, location ready for Kill Team 9. Yeah. So whoever, I'm assuming this, these he's... Whatever's going on with Wolverine or Logan, um, I'm assuming the people that had him in that room 
in the one shot, then th- that's the kill team or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see if that pans out. But that's that's how it feels. Anyway. Then there's something weird. Because we go back to the bar. Guy's like, I need another beer. And Wolverine... Um, is this an infinity stone? Like, what the no, hell is this know. supposed to be? It's some green thing. And he puts it... In a thing. And hits click. And the power station lights up, glows green, melts this guy's eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, that's the... Uh, it's one of those nuclear rods from Springfield. That's what he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> he got it from Homer Simpson. And <laughs> so Homer Simpson and yeah. Wolverine start The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it looks like it's the exact same bar, <laughs> <laughs> but this time in New York, but in New York, yeah. <laughs> but the scenery looks similar, different bartender. It's like whiskey, please. Neat. Dokken and yeah, Death, Death Strike and Sabretooth. Yeah. They're all sitting down and they're like, Hey dude, your dad's still alive. And Dawkins like, so what? And they're like, don't you want to see him dead? Which confused me completely. I guess I've missed something in the Wolverine universe. No, no, you haven't. This okay. The most frustrating thing about all three of these characters right now is that no, there's, it's like all the editors for these characters went on vacation. Because these characters show up everywhere with different motives every time, almost different personalities. There's no consistency or continuity to what they're doing. There's at least, like, I swear there's, like, got to be clones. Because there's, like, five distinctly different Dawkins running around the Marvel Universe that are all the same person, but are not even close to being the same person. Okay. Um, And then Deathstrike, you know, what's really frustrating to me, because from all, everything I can read, is that Charles Soule is kind of in the driver's seat of Hunt for Wolverine in general. Like, he did Death, he wrote Death. Right. And then he wrote, um, uh, sorry, uh, the one shot, and then he's doing the Weapon Lost miniseries, and he's doing the ending chapter. So I guess obviously there's other writers participating, but I feel like he's kind of the guy with the outline. Right. <laughs> right? And the org chart? Yeah. And he's the one in that crappy Wolverine's series that evolved Deathstrike into being like, you know what? It's time to move past living my life just to try to get revenge on Wolverine. Remember that? That was like one of the few good parts about that right. series. And then Weapon X came out and they ignored that. And I was like, okay, but it's not it's not Charles Soul, so they just decided, Marvel decided, hey, we want to do something else with the character and have her have different motivations so we're going to just pretend that terrible series didn't happen but now soul's back in charge and he's he's ignoring his own story <laughs> because Deathstrike's just like oh we got to kill logan right. like, that's the only thing she's worried about and then Sabretooth, who is and both these guys are on a weapon x team right now with old man logan right but they want to kill regular man logan and then dawkins like Oh, whatever. I sure we can kill him, I guess. And I don't know why the assumption is that if Logan's back, they have to kill him. Like, don't they want to like figure out what's going on first? But it's like all they care about is their, their grudge match, and I don't know. 
Anyway, rant over. Anyway, they literally go through, let's see, one, two, three. Six pages of talking tough. Yeah. It's more than I can handle. Six pages of just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll kill Wolverine first. Not if I kill him first. Yeah. I'll stab him in his eyeballs. Well, I'll stab him in his stomach. Well, I'll chop him up into little pieces and eat him with barbecue sauce. Oh, whatever. (laughs) So we go back to Maybell, Arizona. Population zero. Oh, even the lone wolf is gone. And it looks like the army guys are checking the the, the dead, yeah. the bods. Um, and we still see the little green thing. It's still in... Wherever Logan left it. Yeah. Um, Death Strike. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we're at six, seven, eight. Yeah, so two more pages of just yeah. So so Deathstrike has a way to track the adamantium signature, which is right out of the Flash TV show, um, just kind of magic satellite yeah. BS. So they they get they pull up to the cafe. Yeah, they go to Arizona. Yeah, they go to Maybell, Arizona. They pull up to the cafe slash gas station, and they're. Uh, Dawkins says, well, because they lose the signal. Right. And Dawkins like, well, we still got time to like look around. So we drove out this far. Let's do it. So Deathstrike and Sabretooth get out of the car. Dawkins like, well, it's a ghost town. So I guess I'll get something to drink. Yeah. He goes to the bar. So he goes to the bar. Except when he walks into the bar, he steps on a hand and he's like, what the? And there's two army guys. Yeah. The kill team guys. Yeah, and Dawkins goes, who the hell are you? And at that moment, he gets bit. <gasps> yeah. By a zombie. Yeah. So the green nuclear fallout whatever was supposed to turn everybody into zombies, and they thought it didn't work, but then it turns out maybe it did. Yeah, except Dawkins also realizes after he's bit, he's not healing. Right. That poor guy cannot keep a healing factor to save his life. Nope. And so all of a sudden. And he got bit in the arm that he lost. So he's going to lose yeah. his arm again. Yeah. <laughs> Except now he's on the ground and we've got walking dead hands ripping him apart. Yeah. Walkers all over him. Yeah. Oh, zombies. We're allowed to say the Z word in this one. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what do you think of the art? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I started off talking about this. I like Mr. Geis. I did some cool Black Panther stuff recently. Mm -hmm. Um, This doesn't really look like him, and I I get why, I think. Trying to do maybe a grittier, like even the colors are really kind of washed and toned. Right. And so doing a very rough, gritty pencil, I'm just not sure it worked. No. Um, and 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 the thing that I can't figure out is it did it not work because of this like because they spent so much time in three characters that I feel like are going against everything that so far that's led up to this is that why I didn't like it like can I not mentally compartmentalize um, just my feelings for how the storyline is going from the art. But the truth of the matter is, I just, I wasn't impressed. 
with no, the art. No, I wasn't either. Which is too bad because, like I said, I, I like Geis in general. I mean, he's not like on my short list of favorites or anything, but he's always been a solid artist. And I just didn't think this was that no. good. And man, this book has me worried about X-23. Yeah. Because I feel like if, sh- and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we don't. Maybe it's just because these characters are just hard to write sometimes. Because there's that tendency to fall back on the very two-dimensional, I'm a nasty SOB. Yeah. With all three of these characters, and that's fine. That's what you want to play it as. It's not my favorite way to read these characters, but I I get it. Right. But, man, I'm really worried that... Tamaki's going to write X-23 too tough for my taste based on what we're seeing here and I hope that's not the case. I mean, I love, I loved her Hulk book. Her She-Hulk was amazing. Uh, Hulk, She-Hulk, whatever you want to call it. Um, was great. Uh, it was very psychological and just really uh, interesting and introspective and I don't know, and I mean, this is basically like a Weapon X light kind of is what we're getting here, and I just I didn't think the story was interesting, and I didn't think like the the dialogue was very interesting. No, and um, well, and that for me the dialogue was really hard to follow, and I know that sounds stupid, but it was this whole Kill Team Nine. And we have no explanation of what this green thing is. Right. And it just. And our only glimpse of Wolverine himself. Was just him standing there with claws. Well, I think we're supposed to be on the impression that he's. We don't know for sure what's going on. It's kind of a mindless entity, whether it's being mind controlled or or what. You know, I don't know. Um, I guess I just would have preferred to, if that was the case, that we just saw hand and claws, because they could have gotten away with that. Like, yeah, I just, I think they wanted you to know it was him. Yeah, but okay, let, let's let but okay. All right, this this panel and this panel yeah. are the only times you see Wolverine's face. Right. Okay, so they could have done a close up of Larry here dead with dead just yeah. his hand and then here it could have been just his hand with maybe a claw sticking out of it maybe to show yeah. that he that wolverine is clicking the button yeah. or whatever my counter to that would be the the full body shot of wolverine is the best piece of art in the book it is <laughs> It is, but I think if they were if they were trying to lead to this whole air of mystery, right? Yeah, they could have played more shadow. You're yeah, right. yeah, I can see that. Kind of giving, and see, that's another thing too. Uh, Tamaki's stories have had an edge of horror to them. Right. I didn't really feel that here either. I don't. I think that's kind of what they were trying to go for. It's kind of a horror type story with the zombies and the. They need suspense, to read more Walking Dead then. Well, there's just there's no suspense in no. this issue. Um, anyway, I don't want to I don't want to just trash it. Um, yeah, you do. What do you want to give? Claws of a Killer number one. 
Against my better judgment, I'm going to give it three out of six. I'm really teetering between a two and a three. All right. Well, I'm straight two. You're straight two. Yeah, two okay. out of six claws for me. Um, I just, and especially after, I mean, a, a solid outing for Weapon Lost and a spectacular first issue for Adamantium Agenda, this one just falls flat. I hope they can pick it up and yeah. do something with it. You know what? I'm going to change to a two. <laughs> no, okay. just because of what you said and then also my issues with Dawkin and Death, Lady Deathstrike and uh, Sabretooth. Like, going in and it, it's one thing to go into a book and go, wow, did I miss something? But to say that and you tell me, no, you actually didn't, it just solidifies that... If I'm feeling that way, then other readers are, who want, who who read more books than I do would probably go in and go, "What the hell?" Right. So yeah, so I'm I'm going to go I'm going to give it a 2. Okay. I hope it gets better. And I hope whether it gets better or not that Tamaki has a much different take on Laura than she does on these characters or I'll be really annoyed. Um, and I, I mean, she's built that trust with me to an extent because I, her past work is much better than this. Right. But this does give me just that little bit of worry. That like, cause these, as far as I know, first time I've ever seen her write quote unquote Wolverine characters. Right. And I just hope that's not what we're going to see in the future. Right. Cause I, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. That's going to do it. Um, you know, we've been getting some good feedback on some of these issues, so please, if you disagree with us on Claws of a Killer, um, I mean, feel free to just say I disagree, but even better, tell us why. Um, yeah. Tell us, you know, what you think, you know, we're missing or, or how it's just relating to you that makes you like it, and um, we'll maybe discuss that the, the next time we get together and talk about these. Yep. So... Cool. Well, Denise, where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me at D-A-S underscore Venable. That's right. And for the podcast that goes snicked, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. And, of course, the uh, website with show notes is SnickCast.Podbean.com. So, uh, up next will be the last number one, and then we'll probably uh, I'll give Denise a break. We probably will... We'll jump back to not doing every week after that <laughs> for, for at least a little bit. Um, but we have the uh, yes, Mystery of Madripoor number one next week. And then um, that'll be the last number one. And then we'll continue with our, our hunting season uh, as we go. Shwanting for Wolverine. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. Bye. And Sn- snack. Snack. <laughs> you have a snack? Are we no. going to Sonic to get snacks? I already there? did. I want more snacks. No. The baby wants snacks. Uh, sorry. No, the baby <laughs> wants snacks. Come on. Bye bye.